From May 23rd to 25th, the Human Rights Foundation's community reunited in Norway for the 2022 Oslo Freedom Forum at the Oslo Concerthus. Guests from all corners of the globe joined together to discuss the year's most pressing human rights issues and to brainstorm new ways to expand freedom worldwide. This year's theme, Champion of Change, represented a strong, scalable call to action for our community, inviting our audience to act and advocate on behalf of activists who are themselves champions and their causes. At the Oslo Freedom Forum, we realize that everyone has the potential to affect change, either as a champion on an individual level or as part of a larger movement. Welcome to Dissidents and Dictators, a series of conversations by the Human Rights Foundation dedicated to exposing and challenging authoritarianism around the world. This episode was recorded during the 2022 Oslo Freedom Forum, a global gathering of activists and dissidents united in standing up to tyranny. Since 2009, individuals have come from across the world to educate, share, and inspire at the Oslo Freedom Forum. You can watch this programming and more on the Oslo Freedom Forum YouTube or Facebook pages. Vladimir Karamorza is a champion of democracy in Russia. He exposes Putin's corruption and seeks to hold his regime accountable. After surviving two assassination attempts by the Putin regime, Vladimir returned to Russia to continue his courageous work. In April, Vladimir was arrested in Russia where he faces up to 15 years in prison for the crime of condemning Putin's war against Ukraine. His wife, Evgenia, has one message for the world. Free Vladimir, free Russia. It is an honor for me to be standing on this stage today where my husband stood my husband, Vladimir Karamurza, stood for the first time in 2015 after his first poisoning by a team of assassins from the Russian Federal Security Service, whose only job is to physically eliminate the opponents of Putin's regime. Vladimir had barely recovered and was still using a cane but after making his speech here at the Oslo Freedom Forum, he went back to Russia and continued his work. I share my life with an extraordinary man. That is not always easy. Not only because the Russian authorities insist on making our life entertaining, but also because Vladimir has pretty big shoes to fill. Being a brilliant speaker, oh, he'd be thrilled to be here today, to be able to talk to you, to share his ideals, to make you see Russia through his eyes, the eyes of a true patriot who never makes the mistake of equating a country with its government. Unlike Vladimir, for whom the bigger audience, the better, I'm slightly intimidated by large crowds, but I'm standing before you today because in the words of Yelena Bonner, the wife of Andrei Sakharov, and an amazing 
forced to be reckoned with in her own right. And I quote, Academician Sakharov considers publicity the main weapon in the struggle for human rights. In that sense, I am a faithful and consistent student of my husband. End of quote. And I can completely relate. So I will continue Vladimir's work for as long as it takes. I will continue raising my voice against Putin's vile and bloody war in Ukraine. I will continue speaking out on behalf of all political prisoners and hostages of Putin's regime. And we will prevail. We will. Standing here today, I know that we will, because I'm not alone in this fight. There are thousands, tens of thousands, million voices like mine. And working together, we will prevail. There is simply no other option. And because I'm speaking on Vladimir's behalf today, I would like to finish by reading a letter from him, written from Moscow's fifth pretrial detention center. In August 1968, as Soviet tanks rolled into Czechoslovakia to crush the Prague Spring, the Kremlin put up enormous propaganda efforts to claim white support for its action. All across the USSR, trade unions, workers' collectives, academic institutes passed resolutions of approval. Soviet newspapers reported that support for the invasion was unanimous. But then, one afternoon that August, seven people, seven courageous Russians, came to Red Square in Moscow in a silent demonstration of protest. They weren't there even five minutes. They were beaten, arrested and herded away almost immediately. But after what they did, no one could say that there was unanimous approval in the Soviet Union for the invasion of Czechoslovakia. As the Prague newspaper Literarne Liste wrote that August, there are now at least seven reasons for which we will never be able to hate the Russian people. Today, as another dictatorship in the Kremlin is attacking another sovereign state, this time Ukraine, it also claims that all Russians support the invasion. But it is not true. And unlike in 1968, there are not seven, but thousands of people who have gone to the streets to protest. Each one of them makes me proud of my country. It is now a criminal offense in Russia not only to speak out against the war, but even to call it one, up to 15 years in prison. I'm only one among dozens of people across Russia already charged under this law. The other day, a fellow prisoner asked if I wish I had stayed silent. Saying no was the easiest answer I've ever given. To stay silent means to be complicit. As my friend and mentor Boris Nemtsov always said, the cost of freedom is high. It certainly is. But the cost of silence and complicity would be unacceptable. So I have no doubts and no regrets. I only wish I could join you in person for this unique gathering that is the Oslo Freedom Forum. I know one day I will, and probably sooner than it now seems. 
as Soviet dissidents like to say, night is darkest before dawn. Thank you. Thank you so much.